0: Recording, um, okay. Welcome to Expert Views on Alternative Dispute Resolution, Ever, a podcast about simplifying ADR in a bit to attract more users to settle their disputes or conflicts with these alternatives, mediation, arbitration, negotiation, conciliation, and early neutral evaluation. My name is Chinwe Ebunike, PhD in ADR from the University of Brighton, United Kingdom. I'm honored to welcome David Huffman, a renowned mediator, arbitrator, and attorney. David teaches um, courses on collaborative law and mediation at Harvard Law School. He he also serves on the faculty of the Program on Negotiations, Harvard Negotiation Institute, where he teaches the advanced a mediation workshop, mediating complex disputes. David is the founder of the Boston Law Collaborative LLC. He has handled more than 1,000 commercial, family employment, construction, personal injury, insurance, and other business cases. And Boston Law Collaborative was the 2009 recipient of the American Bar Association's Annual Lawyer as Problem Solver Award and the 2010 recipient of the International Institute for Conflict Prevention and Resolution's annual law firm award for excellency in ADR. His research interests are mediation, negotiation and dispute resolution. He also has several publications to his name. Thank you so very much um, for honoring this invitation, David. Let me stop sharing now.
1: Okay, well, you're very welcome, and I appreciate the uh, invitation.
0: All right, no worries. So without further ado, um, let me quickly crack on. Um, The first question is, are employees in the US aware of um, the ADR options regarding disputes or conflicts that might arise between them and their employers?
1: I think there's a a fairly low level of, of awareness except hmm. in a couple of uh, situations. So in the portion of the, uh, the US uh, workforce, that's unionized. Uh, I'm guessing that a fairly high percentage of the employees realize that if they have a dispute with their employer, there's a procedure uh, in the collective yeah. bargaining agreement uh, that calls for you know, a processing a grievance and ultimately uh, going to arbitration uh, if the grievance isn't uh, resolved. Yeah. Uh, but that's, that's, right now, that's uh, uh, less than 10% of the US uh, workforce. Unfortunately, I think uh, it would be much better if there was a higher level of union unionization. Yeah. Uh, but laws in the United States have uh, been interpreted in ways that uh, make it hard for unionization efforts to be successful. Um, There's a second segment of the U.S. workforce uh, that uh, is not subject to collective bargaining. It's not Mm -hmm. unionized, but where where there are written employment agreements that the employees have to sign. And those employment agreements uh, often have provisions that require mediation in the event of a dispute. And if mediation doesn't resolve the dispute, then it goes to um, a private arbitration. And my guess is that the workers who sign uh, those contracts yeah. have an awareness, but maybe not a, a deep understanding of yeah. uh, the difference between mediation and arbitration and what would be involved if they actually needed to use those provisions. Um, and for people who uh, in the United States, who are in workplaces without such agreements, either an yeah. individual agreement or collective bargaining agreement, yeah. uh, I, I don't think there's a high level of awareness that if they have a dispute with their boss, mm-hmm. they could suggest uh, a mediation.
0: Hmm. Okay, so um, in essence, you what you're saying is that there is low level of awareness. I see. Okay. All right. Thank you so very much. So um, um, why is ADR more prevalent or popular in the more complex society um, in this given context, U.S., than it is in the less um complex societies?
1: It's a very good question. Yeah. And um, let, let me uh, offer two uh, theories about that. Mm-hmm. First of all, Um, in uh, pre-industrial societies in some parts of the world. I think China is a leading example. uh, Mediation was widely used at the village level.
0: And in many other
1: parts of the world, there are um, sociologists and anthropologists and historians who have discovered that mediation has a long uh, history that uh, we in the post-industrial uh, uh, modernized world were really unaware of. Yeah. Often, often these mediations involved using a village elder or maybe someone who was a religious leader. Uh, often it was a person in authority, uh, but the methods were not necessarily adjudication. Yeah. Often the, the process used was to try to restore harmony and uh, by agreement. Um so so the first part of my answer is that actually there's a lot more ADR out there, yeah uh, in, in an informal way, yeah uh, in the uh, less industrialized yeah. parts of the world um, but my the second answer I would uh, uh, suggest is this, uh, the development of, Modern systems of mediation, arbitration, early neutral evaluation, etc., um, have been primarily a function of uh, the judicial system uh, not working well.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, now, I don't think there's a one to one correlation there. And yeah. I'll give you an example. Um, my understanding is that the backlog in the public, in, in the courts of India, uh, is enormous. Yeah. Um, and yet the development of alternative dispute resolution has not been robust. Hmm. And you'd have to talk to somebody from India to get a more informed answer to the question yeah. of why that uh mediation hasn't become more popular. But I suspect a lot of it has to do with um cultural norms yeah. of how conflicts get resolved. Yeah. And um, it may be that adjudication is considered. Uh, the appropriate way to do it Mm -hmm. Um, here in in the United States. And I think uh, the UK and and, uh, the EU countries, um, there's been a tendency on the part of business to look at litigation as way too expensive, Mm. too time consuming. It just doesn't make good business sense. And so uh, that's not the only reason mediation is popular. There's also been a strong incentive coming from the progressive mm-hmm. parts of our uh, society that believe that uh, negotiation and uh, people with differing views sitting down to talk together is a good uh, thing for society. Yeah. But, but one of the other motivations is the one that I just mentioned, which is that for businesses, yeah. HR makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, uh, paying lawyers uh, very substantial fees yeah. to resolve, uh, you know, a small dispute. I'll, I'll give you an example. Yeah. Um, I represented a company that owned a building, um, mm-hmm. a, a warehouse, and it was a, It had a big roof, six acre roof, yeah. and uh, and the roof began to fail in the ninth year of a ten year warranty, and my client, the building owner wanted to have the roof completely replaced because it was still under warranty. The manufacturer of the roofing system said, no, we're not going to, um, you know, replace the whole roof. You already got nine years out of it. We'll, we'll give you one-tenth of the value of the roof. And so therein lay the, the conflict. Well, we litigated that case for nine years, oh, and, and the total legal fees, our side, their side, came to 600 $600,000 and the roof itself, the roof system, mm-hmm. the membrane yeah. only cost $300,000. And so $600,000 was spent on lawyers to figure out who's gonna pay for a $300,000 roof. That doesn't make sense. No, so doesn't. I, yeah, and so I think some of the impetus, uh, not all of it, but some of the impetus is coming from, uh, from business.
0: Yeah, from businesses, all right, okay. Thank you so very much. And um, yeah, to add to what you've said um, about the less complex society, they used to have this form of um, informal method. Like in Nigeria, we used to have, we still have the traditional alternative method of settling um, these you know, um, before the introduction of um, litigation, you know, so yeah. And I'm curious,
1: uh, Chimwe, yeah. um, are those informal dispute resolution uh, processes still yeah. in place? So yeah, in place litigation?
0: yeah it, it is in place, honestly. And then um, what the um, LMDC has done, like the Lagos multi-door courthouse has has, has done is that they kind of um, um, used, you know those methods of um, um, settling disputes, like the um, mediators and recognizing the, um, you know the, Af- the African culture when it comes to greeting um, elders, and you know we they 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 use that doing their uh, mediation, you know to. Um, respect um, elders and to kind of make them feel at home and they can speak their language and also you know they can speak um, the the, the language if the the mediator is from the let's say Lagos they can speak Yoruba or if it's from an Enugu state mediation center as well so these are some of the things they've um, added and also they they um, kind of incorporated the egways that's the kings of the villages to to train them to uh, as formal mediators you know so it's still very much um, alive but the problem is that um, a lot of people um, still use um, litigation and this is one of um, the things my research um, um dealt with about um advocating about these um benefits of using adr um i suppose using lit- going straight to litigation you know so yeah it's still very much alive um, yeah. in um, nigeria all right so so the third question is um, to what extent are employees in the us encouraged to use adr to settle discrimination or bullying and harassment in the workplace
1: um, there's a um, pretty well-established system of adjudication yeah. for discrimination cases in the United mm-hmm. States and in other parts of the world, of course. Uh, here, uh, the uh, both the, uh, the national uh, uh, agency, the federal mm-hmm. agency, uh, the EEOC, and the state. Uh, anti-discrimination agencies, yeah. have mediation programs. And so if a uh, case is filed,
0: yeah.
1: if, if the case is found to have uh, uh, enough uh, merit in the allegations to warrant uh, processing the claim, uh, generally speaking, the participants are offered the option of mediation, mm. and occasionally they are ordered to at least try mediation. Mm -hmm. Now, one of the principles of mediation is, of course, you know, because you're an expert uh, in the subject, Um, uh, one of the principles is voluntariness. Yeah, People are required to stay in mediation until they have an agreement. It's not a voluntary process. Mm -hmm. Uh, But interestingly, many of our courts and many of our anti-discrimination agencies have a procedure where they can uh, require you to at least try it. And mm-hmm. after trying mediation, giving it a reasonable try, you can go. Uh, now, this raises an interesting policy uh, question, which is, if mediation is confidential, then how do these agencies, or mm-hmm. the court for that matter, enforce the obligation to try mediation in good faith? Yeah. Um, because they're not allowed to inquire about what happened in the mediation. Yeah. So there's a, a, an unresolved tension between confidentiality and policies that want to encourage uh, the use of ADR. Yeah. Okay. All
0: right. Thank you so very much. So, what is the way forward for max awareness on um, the benefits of utilizing ADR in settling disputes or conflict in the workplace?
1: Yeah. So I think that there are um, several ways that we can do a better job here. Yeah. Um, so one of them uh, begins with elementary school.
0: Yeah.
1: I, I think that the schools would benefit not only from having uh, training in negotiation yeah. and conflict yeah. resolution, but also uh, peer mediation programs. And many schools in the United States, not the majority, by any means. But uh, many um, have peer mediation programs in which students are trained in how to mediate conflicts um, among the other students. And I think that's uh, excellent training, both for the the peer mediators and also the other students. Um, Second, uh, I think employers could do a better job of um, educating their employees about dispute resolution options Mm -hmm. and and implementing um, policies. Uh, So for example, at my office, Boston Law Collaborative, we have an employment policy that says that if there's a conflict, if there's a dispute, uh, we agree to uh, go to mediation and uh, Boston Law Collaborative will pay 80% of the cost and the employee Mm -hmm. will pay 20%. Hmm. Um, uh, fortunately, we've never had to use this policy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> really, um, as I yeah. was, I was, as yeah. I was about to say that's a good incentive.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then uh, the policy also says yeah. that if we don't resolve the conflict in mediation, yeah, then <clears throat> uh, one option is arbitration. Hmm. And the policy says that we only go to arbitration at the option of the employee. So in other words, as the uh, managing uh, m- m- member of yeah. um, Boston Law Collaborative, I cannot require any employee to go to arbitration. Uh, exactly. If they want to go to court, they can yeah. go to court. Yeah. And again, we've never had uh, to use that policy. But yeah. I, I think there's in a lively debate uh, hmm. in many parts of the world, certainly a very lively debate in the United yeah. States, as to whether mandatory arbitration is a good idea or not, there are consumer contracts, there are employment contracts, yeah. uh, uh, every kind of banking uh, contract. No. You know, if you take out a, a bank loan, throughout the uh, uh, economy of the United mm-hmm. States, uh, yeah. mandatory arbitration has now become quite. Uh, common. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it's been very controversial in the area yeah. Yeah. of uh, sexual harassment. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, so I, my own personal belief is that the less powerful party, the employee, yeah. should have the option to insist on arbitration if they want it, and the option to go to court if they want to go there. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't think there's anything wrong with an employer obligating itself to go to arbitration if that's what the employee wants. He
0: wants, yeah, yeah. That's that's a good idea. How about the courts connected ADL, um, the multi-door courts? Because uh, in in Nigeria, we they can refer parties, you know, to mediate.
1: Yes, it's wonderful to hear in what you said uh, a moment ago that that in Lagos, there is a multi-door
0: courthouse. Yeah, yeah.
1: Which was an idea that uh, was created by Professor Frank Sander.
0: Sander, yeah.
1: And Professor Sander was my advisor in law school. And he became a friend. uh, Sadly, sadly he's passed on. Um, His idea for multi-door courthouse, uh, where someone shows up with a conflict, mm-hmm. the courthouse serves as a triage center mm-hmm.
0: yeah.
1: and, and sends them off to mediation, negotiation, arbitration, et cetera, yeah. uh, appropriate, or to a village, you know, uh, uh, informal dispute resolution mm-hmm. uh, system. Um, yeah. the, um, uh, it's a great idea and it has not been widely adopted. Oh. And I think that one of the reasons uh, it has not been widely adopted is a lack of funding, Hmm. at least in the United States. And I I think this is true in many parts of the world. The last, I would say 30 years or so, we've seen a major retreat from public uh, investment in public institutions. Mm -hmm. Um, Part of that's been fluctuations in the economy, but part of it is a um From my vantage point, a, yeah. a conservative tendency mm. to favor uh, private uh, institutions uh, and as opposed to public ones. Mm-hmm. And um, so the idea of giving our court system uh, more money so that the court system can then hire mediators and hire evaluators, which I think would be a terrific thing. Um, it's been very hard to get traction for that. Hmm. Uh, idea so uh, i i hope the pendulum will swing in the other direction at some point people people will realize that it is a wise use of public funds to reduce the dependence on uh, lawyers and trials and you know uh, nine years of litigation over a uh a simple roof case
0: yeah yeah. Oh, wow. Well, we've utilized that in Nigeria. Almost all the states in Nigeria have got multi-dog courthouse, yeah, you know, so we've, yeah, and they've um, settled so many cases, you know, but still we, we, we we from the research I conducted, we I know that there are so many more um, people that are yet, to utilize or embrace adr especially the lawyers you know because they think um it a um, drop in their revenue you know so they 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 kind of they've not um started utilizing adr uh, in the sense that they don't encourage their their, their parties and um, the parties or you know or their clients to use yeah. um um, multi-door courthouse. Well, yeah, so far, so good. The, there's so much um, advocacy going on. And yes, within maybe two years or three more years, so many um, people in Nigeria would start utilizing that. that yeah.
1: Issue. And to go back to one of your earlier questions. Yeah, yeah. In addition to teaching school children. Yeah. You know, we should make ADR a mandatory subject for law. Yeah. You
0: know, and- funny enough, Oh, sorry, can't carry on. out. And and
1: we should put it on the bar examination, so people yeah, people can become a lawyer yeah. without having studied it. Yeah,
0: and... yeah. So that's one of my recommendations for my um, my test is that, um primary schools and secondary schools. Um, some universities in Nigeria are, 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 they've made um they've not yet made it compulsory arbitration mediation compulsory, but the sort of is an elective. But my recommendation was for primary school t- um, students, um, secondary school, so the need um, for a balanced story, like litigation, everyone knows about litigation, even from the home front, you know, parents should also start educating their young ones, their kids, um, on the uh, about the benefits of ADR. So fingers crossed, dude.
1: Well, you know, when you think about the popular media, yeah, uh, and w- what impression do people have of mm. uh, lawyers mm. and conflict resolution? Yeah. They see they see programs about uh, courtrooms and trials. Yeah, and, 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 but they don't see uh, shows about mediators. Yeah, conflict. There was a show in the United States called Fairly Legal
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, that ran for three seasons and then yeah. it died. And it was a show all about a mediator. Yeah. Uh, but it seems like the popular taste—they uh, yeah. they find a conflict more entertaining. Yeah. Than
0: yeah. Than peacemaking. Yeah. And that's you know so that's why um, I must commend you because I I saw your um, YouTube videos and all that and then oh God okay we are running out of time. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So yeah. So let me quickly go to the, um, what is your advice for people who want to um, pursue a career in
1: ADL? Well, that's a very good question. And yeah. unfortunately, we don't have an established career path. I mean, mm-hmm. if, you, if someone wants to become a doctor or an architect mm-hmm. or even a lawyer for that matter, mm-hmm. um, uh, there, the, the path is you get certain kind of schooling mm-hmm. and then you apply for an entry level job. Yeah. Um, uh, that's true for academics. You get yeah. certain degrees and then you apply for an entry level job. Well, in the world of uh, dispute resolution, we don't really have an entry-level uh we, we don't have very many entry-level jobs. We mm-hmm. have a few, we have a few. So there are a few public agencies that have mediation offices and they sometimes hire people. Mm-hmm. We have um nonprofit and even some for-profit. Uh, dispute resolution firms that hire administrative people. And sometimes you can transition from an administrative role into a, uh, a dispute resolution role. Uh, but that's, that's very hard. Um, most of the private mediation and arbitration work that's done in the United States is done by people who are lawyers or retired judges yeah. um, who have a certain number of years of experience managing those kinds of conflicts. Now there are mm-hmm. some exceptions, For example, yeah. in family law, which is mostly divorce, mm-hmm. there, are, there are many uh, therapists and couples counselors who become mediators. In the labor management uh, setting, there are sometimes people who are experts in labor relations, but they're not lawyers. Yeah. and they can get jobs as uh, arbitrators and mediators. And in the environmental law area, mm-hmm. Many of the mediators are people who are not lawyers, but they have um, a very substantial expertise in the technical areas mm-hmm. of environmental conflict resolution.
0: Yeah. yeah. All right, thank you so very much. So one more question. We just have seven minutes. Um what you just to tell, can you tell me more about the program you carry out at um, Harvard Law School and collaborative um, Boston Law Collaborative LLC.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So um, I want to mention um, uh, two programs. Yeah. Um, So at Harvard Law School, there is a community mediation program called the Harvard Mediation Program. Yeah. And it's quite unique because it trains students in how to be mediators. Mm -hmm. And it also provides training for community members uh, in mediation. And so the um, panel of available mediators at the Harvard Mediation Program uh, consists of both students and uh, people who are not students. So I think that's a a good mix. And it provides services for low-income individuals in the uh, district court and the small claims court. So that model of service Mm -hmm. uh, for people who can't afford to hire mediators is extremely important. And there are thousands of community mediation programs all over the United States. And unfortunately, they're not well-funded. Most of them get no public funding. And so they have to do fundraising to support these volunteer efforts so they have enough money for administrative staff. Um, uh, So I'm very proud of the fact that Harvard Law School has a very robust, very successful community mediation program that serves uh, serves the public. Uh, At Boston Law Collaborative, one of the things that we did is we created a separate branch Mm -hmm. of BLC called the Boston Law Collaborative Institute. And the Institute's uh, purpose is to provide training and workshops In a variety of areas that are related to dispute resolution and one of those areas is diversity, equity and inclusion, uh, implicit bias and uh, how to make uh, the world a less prejudiced, less uh, biased uh, place. We also do uh, workshops on uh, mediation skills and I recently offered a workshop called law as a spiritual practice
0: yeah just read that for it yeah oh, it's good
1: okay oh, <laughs> um, i uh, I'll look forward to uh, having you uh, join us for that yeah. conversation yeah. because i think most people think of law as anything but a spiritual practice yeah but i believe that the spirit of service yeah uh, touches at least for me yeah uh, touches the values that i consider uh, spiritual and, and very important.
0: Yeah. All right. Oh, thank you so very much, you know, for um giving me giving us a masterclass because I know others would be listening to what you just said, um hearing um on the um on this discourse. I'm so very um grateful. And also I must really commend you, like I've said before, on all the great um outstanding contribution um you've done on the mass um, advocacy awareness. Of, ADR. This is what we need, you know, because uh, there's so much um, chaos and acrimony when you use litigation. Whereas this is this is um, peaceful, you know. People can still reconcile, carry on and um, do, carry on doing businesses, um, business with each other, and you know, um, and their relationship as well. Um, So, um, I mean, why can't people utilize these um, many benefits associated with ADR, you know, so um, I'm glad um, that you're doing, you've been doing the work and I intend to follow your footsteps. All right.
1: Uh, (laughs) It's been a pleasure talking with
0: you. Yeah, Um, yeah. And also, I would like to invite you again to talk about the collaborative um, law. Sure. That you do because I've read about it, but I would, you know, st- I would want to like have um, um, a class, a master class with you on that, on 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 the collaborative law you 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 um, teaching um, Harvard. So thank you once again, and um, to uh, my listeners, thank you so very much, and stay tuned for the same um, topic on ADR and workplace conflict. All right, yeah. cheers, bye bye, take care, yeah. bye. Oh sorry. I need to stop right.